for this day that the Lord has given us. Amen. Uh, I'd ask you to pray for us. We're trying to uh, just feel after the Lord. I'm looking for a release. That's what I look for when I try to preach. Just to make sure if I'm supposed to preach, I need if I need to preach, I want to preach. And I'm looking for that release and I haven't got it yet. So you keep following the Lord. If the Lord is truly giving you something to do, you follow him. Do what God wants you to do tonight. I've been in many of services. I ain't no doubt in my mind that Carly here can seek the Lord. This one over here can pray. If the Lord wants me to preach, I can preach. Everything, God can do it all. I've seen Him do it all. But I want you to make sure that you do everything that you're supposed to do tonight. You follow the Lord. Do what God wants you to do. Thankful for this church, and I'm thankful that you've asked us to come this way again and help you. And we'll try our best. I need your prayers. Every day that we live in this life, we need the Lord. We need Him every hour of every day, don't we? These sinners that's been seeking the Lord, they need to get saved, don't they? They need it worse than anything in this world. They need to get under some conviction. When they get under conviction, I believe with all my heart, they'll either be running up here or they'll be running out that door. They're either going to run to the Lord or they're going to run and try to get away from the Lord. I've seen it too many times. So I'd ask you to pray for me. Anything on anyone's heart before we might start. Anything at all. I know it's done ten after eight. Like I said, I, I can't take this home with me. And the Lord whipped me. I can't do that. Anything at all. I want to. Just, I'm going to read. This may sound very odd to you, but I'm going to read a song to you. I want you to listen to the words of this song. I don't know who the author was. It's an old song. I've only heard it in church very few times in my life. But I'm going to read the words to it. The pastor of your church, when he stood up here tonight, he said that we gather here for a purpose. And we have. I want you to listen to this. It says, Brethren, that's directing the men of the church, those that's been saved by God's grace. Listen to what it says. It says, Brethren, we have met to worship and to adore the Lord our God. And it says this, Pray with all your power while we try to preach His Word. So I would ask you, brethren, that throughout this revival, how long it may go on, it may go on two weeks. The one I got saved in, I'm going to tell you it went all week. And you know what happened during that first week? I'm going to tell you what happened. The Lord got the church in the shape that it needed to be in. And then the second week, He saved every one of the lost. That's how it works. Notice what it says. 
says, Brethren, see poor sinners slumbering on the brink of woe. Now that brink, I want you to know what that means. If there was a bunch of lost people that were standing out of big ring over a canyon or something, and they were standing on the ends of that canyon, we'd be standing there and watching them. We'd tell them to back up, wouldn't we? We'd want to, them to get away from the end of that, the brink of woe. All through the Scriptures, you'll find the word woe. It's very important that we realize that we're getting close to the end of time and if our our children and our grandchildren and our friends and their loved ones, if they die, they're going to hell. Amen. Notice what it says. Death is coming. And hell is moving. Can we bear? Notice how this is worth To let them go. And notice the next one. Sisters, will you join and help us? Will you help the trembling mourners who are struggling hard with sin? Tell him about the Savior. Notice how this is working. That he will be found. We've got to have confidence. And we as God's people, we've got to believe that the Lord is going to save these sinners. That's what that song says. Sisters, come help us. I don't know if you know this or not, but I want you to know when the Lord was dying on the cross and there was blood coming down all over Him, I want you to know how many men stood with Him. There was one. And His name was John. The rest of them scattered. So we need you, sisters. Please help us. And then the chorus is, which I know this is the truth. All is vain unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down. Amen. Pray. Pray. Pray that that holy man will be shattered. All right. We need the Lord. In John, I'm going to tell you there's many times in my life as a minister of the gospel and one that's been saved by God's grace that I've tried to play around with the Lord. Have you ever tried to do that? You know what he said in John? He told that woman, he was talking to that woman at the well and she talked about how, that, that, that her fathers they didn't worship in this mount but they tell me that they go, there's going to be a time that we're going to worship at Jerusalem. I want you to know right now, you know what Jesus told her? He said this. He said, but the hour cometh and now is. Right now, not tomorrow, not next week, not an hour from now, but right now is what the Lord said. Look what it says. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers. Did you know what God knows tonight? He knows every single heart in you tonight. He knows how real you are tonight. He knows how much you love Him tonight. 
you to know if you've ever been saved by God's grace, when you begin to seek the Lord with all your heart, you got to the place. It didn't matter what you had to do. You give it all up to Him. You make promises to Him. True worshipers. What does it say? Shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Why? It tells you why. It says, For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a Spirit and those that worship Him must worship Him in Spirit and truth. You know, Sister Kim mentioned last night when we come to the singing and the prayer. She talked about how we need to come in here and get humble before the Lord. You know what the word worship means? Well, here's a few definitions of it. Means to kiss. And I can tell you right now, there's many a times this old boy that I've tried to pray, I've tried to get in the place that I need to be with the Lord, and I've got down in spirits that I know without a shout of doubt that I've kissed his feet. Amen. And I know there'll be a coming day that one day I'll kiss his feet. You know, says this. Means to crouch. Means to reverence. Means to fall upon your knees. And you know what one? In the Greek, what the worship means, the word worship means, one of the means. As a dog would lick his master's hand. I want you to just think about that just for a minute. You think they didn't get that right? How many of us has had pets or dogs in our lives? And we'll leave a room for maybe two hours, go down the road a little bit, and then we'll come right back. Boy, they just happy to see us. They run up, and one of the first things you do, if you go gone a month or you go gone a day, it don't make no difference. What if we treat the Lord like that? what we're supposed to do. True worship. I want to ask you a question tonight. If you're here and you've been saved, are you submitted to the Lord? The Bible says submit yourself before God. Are you submitted? You know, we can say all day, resist the devil and he'll flee from us. Right? But you've got to back up and get what it said before that. Submit yourself therefore to God and resist the devil and he'll flee from us. We're talking about worshiping. The Bible says, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh to thee. Then what does it say? It says, cleanse your hands, you say. I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to stay clean like I want to be. There's many a time that I have to call upon the Lord and ask the Lord to clean me up. It says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. What it says. And what will He do? 
He will raise you up. You see? Humble. You know what Isaiah 66 says? I'm going to read it to you. I want you to think about this. Isaiah 66, the 8th verse, in the very last part of this verse, it says, For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth children. As soon as they travailed. The Zion was the Old Testament church. As soon as I travail and as soon as you travail, there's going to be children be born here. Amen. I believe that tonight. Yeah, I want to see people get saved, don't you? <laughs> How bad you want it? Are you submitted to the Lord? Are you asking Him daily to help you? How bad do you want to see these kids be saved? I guarantee you that it would be piled up on the outside if there was, a, uh, there was a hole in the road over here and there was fire burning in that hole and, and the people were walking that way. But what would we be doing? We'd be out there detouring. Don't go that way. Go this way. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Think about this tonight. Did you come to worship the Lord? Did you come to seek out His face? Did you come to see these sinners get saved? How bad do you want this? You know, I thought about this. There's some verses of Scripture. Fine. In the first chapter of Samuel, I, I often think about this young lady and think about the others that I've seen come to seek the Lord for the past several years, four or five years. You've got some that's been seeking the Lord for years. You don't know where they stand. I want to see them get saved, don't you? Amen. You know, I met a woman one time, her name was Hannah. You know whose mother that was? That was Samuel's mother. But you know what? She waited a long time to have children. She did. She waited a long time to have children. Matter of fact, you know what the Scripture says? It says this. It says in the fifth verse of the first chapter of the book of Samuel, it says, uh, and her adversary also provoked her sore to make her fret because the Lord had shut her wound up. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Listen, this woman, she wanted a child really bad. She couldn't have a child. You know what? But the adversary is going to try to tell us He's going to try to destroy us. He's going to try to get in your mind. He's going to tell you you don't need to do nothing for the Lord. Ah, this way. I want you to know when the Lord gives you the green light to do something, you don't worry about doing it. You do it. Amen. Because the longer you wait, 
Satan will come and he'll try his best to talk you out of it. But this Hannah, she's been coming up here year after year after year. We've seen sinners come to this altar. Year after year after year after year. And we're not. And you know, I want you to look at the shape that Hannah got in referring to the woman. The church has always referred to the woman. We're the bride of Christ. Notice what it says. It says it came to pass that she continued praying before the Lord and Eli marked her mouth. And Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved. Her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunk. He thought she was drunk, but I want you to notice something. I want you to know right now, we need to be praying from the very depths of our heart. It don't make no difference what kind of sound might come out as long as it comes from the heart. That's how we need to speak to the Lord. Speak to Him from your heart. Notice what it says. I won't get this one verse of Scripture before we go on. Every year, Hannah and her husband, you know what they done? In the third verse, it said, And this man went up out of the city yearly to do what? To worship. To worship. Notice what it says. It says, And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink. But look what she did do. She said, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. So you know what she was doing? She was going before the Lord on the case of a child. She wanted to have a child. And what she done is she poured her soul out. She wept, she cried, and she worshipped. You know what God done? He gave her a child. Ain't that amazing? And I really believe with all my heart if we'll truly worship God, He'll give us children. I've seen it so many times in my life. I know what He's able to do. There, it won't strain Him a bit to save every lost person in this house at one time. I seen something last year I'd never seen before. I seen two young ladies on the altar. I seen them calling on the Lord. I seen them praying. And all at once, as fast as you snap your finger, both of them raised up at exactly the same time. I mean, it was just like this, instantaneous. He saved both of them. God can do anything. But we've got to worship Him. That's why we come here. To worship Him. Are you where you need to be with the Lord? Are you? Are you truly worshiping God? Do you really want to worship Him? Think about that a bit. In your heart. I tell you now that I know without a doubt in my life, there's, you know, the brother talked about Elijah wanting to, uh, to see fire come down here. I want to see fire come here, don't you? 
I want to see fire consume these altars. God can do the things that are impossible. We just got to believe in Elijah, he took him, made that, and called upon the name of the Lord. He made something that was impossible for anybody to do. Think about that. If you was going to build a fire, would you take water and pour it all over the wood? He poured water over the wood. He took a trench and he filled the water up. And you know what? What he had to do before he ever called upon the name of the Lord, you know what he had to do? There was something he had to do before he done anything else. He had to take and go get that altar and he had to repair the altar of the Lord. Does your altar need to be repaired tonight? I'm going to tell you, I've tried to get where I need to be for this revival. Let me tell you, I've been working on my altar. I want you to pray for me. Is your altar, is it repaired? Is it ready to work? Nehemiah and them, when they built that wall, you know what? They was building in one hand and so or another. Do you know what the verse of Scripture, what Nehemiah said? He said they had a mind to work. We got a mind to work. Have you made your altar to the Lord? Don't give up. Listen to the Lord. He wants every bit of us. Every one of us in here tonight. He wants every bit of us. Not only does He want every bit of us, but He deserves every bit of us. Did you know that? Do you know that when Elijah, I mean when Abraham Went to that mountain where he seen afar off and God told him, he said, you take your son, your only son, and you sacrifice him. You know what he told those lads, uh, told those men that was there? He said, you stay back here, men. He said, me and the lads going to go yonder. What are we going to do? We're going to worship. We're going to worship. Do you know, God didn't want Isaac you know that? He wanted all of Abraham. Amen. He wanted all of him. He wants all of me. He wants all of you. And I promise you, if you'll give it all to him tonight, you know what he'll do? He'll save your children. He'll save your grandchildren. He'll save your friends and your neighbors and your loved You know that? You might say, well, preacher, I ain't got nothing to do with somebody being saved. Well, I'll tell you what, it'd be hard for you to take those men out of the Bible, those disciples that went up on the roof. They couldn't get this man to Jesus. They went on top of the roof and they tore the tile off that roof and they lowered that man down in there. That's where Jesus was. And I'm going to tell you, this ain't no misprint on the Bible. The Bible says that he saved him first and the first thing that he said to him, he said he saw their faith. Their faith. When God sees our faith, He sees us worship. And He puts the pressure where it needs to be. Amen. He does, don't How I many of you here with some age? Some good old brother or good sister came to you one night. Said, Honey, you lost? 
Just them, they ain't had to say but one word. That heart got pounded, didn't it? God uses His people. Amen. He does. Yes, when they get down there, it's between them and the Lord. But boy, we need to get them there. Amen. That's right. I've always thought, you know, the Lord. Listen, He's called us to preach. He's made us fishermen of men. We catch them, He cleans them. Isn't that the way it is? It is. Please, everybody follow the Lord tonight. I don't want to do anything. But I didn't want to carry it home with me. Because I'm telling you right now, I didn't get a release. First night, revival last year at Dave's Crossroads, I got up there and I told them, let's go. Because I ain't got nothing. Here they went. Oh, they went. Tonight I couldn't get there. So I pray this will help you. It sure ain't to hurt you. We all could sure get in our faults. Did any of you ever got in the closet and tried to pray and you got to shut the door? Hey? I have. That's what he plainly said. You know that, right? He said, when thou prayest, enter into the closet. Now, I ain't talking about like we've got our houses now big enough that you can, uh, you can ride a bicycle in. I talk about a closet ain't big enough but nobody you can get in and the Lord can get in. And then what did he say? He said, when you enter that closet, he says, when thou hast shut the door, then you called out to him. Then you begin to worship. Hallowed be thy name. He's holy. He's holy. When we approach him, that's what the word worship means. That's what I'm preaching to you about tonight. The word worship, when we get to the place where we realize that he's holy. And we come before him crawling. I, I thought about this when I was saying this week, you know, a dog come lick, uh, lick your hands. You know, sometimes you get mad at a dog. You ever seen them? They'll kind of be like this and they'll try to come up to you like that. Won't they? I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't no telling how many times that I've come to the Lord in that way. I was tore all the pieces and I need him more than anything. And I come to him that way. You know what? Every time. When I got that way, he come to me. Has there ever been a time that you truly worship God? That he didn't come to you? That he didn't help you? He'll work every time, not sometime. Every single time it work. He'll work. God's not a respecter person. Do you believe he's going to save your children? Do you? Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. I've got two grandchildren still left that ain't been saved. I'm going to tell you right now. I believe he's going to save them one day. I believe it. Whatever thing that's 
sin maker. Right here, and I stand before you. I believe that. I've got assurance in the Word of God. Take over where the Word is and the power of God is. They'll get saved. Amen. I believe that. I believe it. You believe your kids can get saved? You believe your grandkids can get saved? Come on, tell you what, when we truly worship the Lord, when we truly honor Him, don't think that He don't. He remembers those things. He does, don't He? He knows where to put the pressure, don't He? You know, that revival I got saved in, Boy, I tell you what, I like to go back and think about that. I can remember, boy, I can remember how the churches are working. How they were praying. Boy, they come to you and they begin to talk to you. And they, they want to know. They was concerned about your soul. They want to know if you're saved. They wanted to see you get saved. It didn't make no difference how late it was. I'm talking about men and women. Because 60, 70, 80-year-old some of them still was working. Had to get up the next morning and go to work. It didn't make no difference. They wanted to see me get saved. That's what we've got to get like. When we get to the place that we truly worship God, we'll see people get saved. Amen. Until we do. Lord have mercy. Boy, they wanted to see that. They wouldn't give in. I didn't know this. Brother Don taught a lesson. Uh, not this year, but last year in the ministry school. Boy, I happened to be there. I thank God I was there. He got told about a revival he was in in 1983. He said, boy, he said, it's pretty slow starting out. He said, we've been preaching. He said, church has been working some. He said, they won and got saved. And that happened to be my cousin. That got on my mind that evening. That's when the Lord let me know I was lost. Yeah. Don said he was leaving his house. Don't you think? This brother right here, he believes something good's going to happen this week. Now, he ain't talking about it. I do too. Brother Don, he left his house. And the Lord just told him now. He said, it's going to break out tonight. He said he was walking in the back door my pastor's brother JB. And he said, well, he said, I think it might break tonight. He said, well, let's just see what happens. He said, he got up there. He said, people got to testify. People got to shout. He still preached, too. I remember that. That's the night I went to the altar for the first time. I would never forget that. That night, there was five or six of us went to the altar when the revival was over. It went on two weeks. They started coming over to God's sake. on the church. You know why? Because them people out there at New Zion Missionary Baptist Church, they were worshiping God. Let's worship the Lord. Let's worship Him. Let's honor Him. Let's pray. One of the places it talks about sprouting out. Do you know what that means? You get in the shape that you sprout out. Throw your hand in the floor and lay palm in the floor and call out to Him. Some people, they would think you was crazy. I wouldn't care what nobody thought about me. If I could get a hold of God, it wouldn't matter to me. Would it you? Amen. When we get a hold of the Lord, does it matter what people think? 
They think we're crazy anyway, most of you. It don't matter. I tell people, you got two pennies and you rub them together and honor God, rub a tire out of them. And I mean that. Let's worship the Lord. I want to say some people get saved. I love you, Pastor. I'm proud of you. I hear him. He's sitting in one other day. Not going to get the donkey. I listen to that boy and that blessed me. That blessed me. That's fine. I tell you what, we had a sister at our church uh, talking about going to get the donkey. You need to go get the donkey one night. I got confidence in some people here. I know there was a sister. She done gone there with the Lord. Heard stories about her. It was at her funeral. I heard about her. Brother, a sister, Selma Drive. She had a twin sister. Her name was Velma. They was in revival at New Sign years ago. And the Lord got a hold of them two women and sent them to somebody's house while the revival was going on. Well, that ain't no good, is it? Well, I read to you where Philip was a preaching in a revival and the Lord came to him and he said, you go to the desert. You know what he done? He left that revival and he went to the desert and there was one Ethiopian man come back. He done been to Jerusalem. He didn't find nothing in Jerusalem. He was coming back. And that man preached to him Jesus and he got saved. Selma went and got this person. And Velma brought her back to the house of God. And they got saved. So if the Lord puts on your heart to go get somebody, go get them. Amen. Bring them to the church. That's what we call Father and Lord. It don't have to make it don't make when the Spirit gets involved, it don't make have to make a whole lot of sense to you. You ever done things that didn't make a whole lot of sense? As long as the Lord's in. We'll get close to Him. You ain't got to worry about scratching your head. You'll know when He speaks to you. The Bible says, My sheep know my voice and they do follow me. That's the Word. So please, let's just gather together. Let's try this one more time to pray. Got all right with y'all? I want everybody that's able, if you've got two legs and you're able to walk, I want you to just think about right before you got saved. And then the moment you got saved, you reckon when you got saved, when Paul got saved, the very words that come out of his mouth was, Lord, what will thou have me do? What he said. You read it, sir. Lord, what will thou have me do? Let's come in this altar. Let's pray. And let's ask the Lord what He would have us to do throughout these services. And let's truly worship. Listen, if the altar's broke, guess what? Right here's a good place to fix it. Yeah. Good place to fix it. This right here ain't just for sinners. No. This ain't just for sinners. This is for anybody to come and pray and get things fixed up with the Lord. Amen. If the altar's broke, if you ain't submitted to God like you need to be, Lord will be a good place to come. Get submitted to Him. Go all the way with Him tonight. All the way. Abraham took his son up there and he went all the way. When he 
son. You know what? God spared that man. Spared that boy. He come off that mountain and guess what? It was both of them. Come on. Yeah. They done exactly what they told those men. They went and worshipped. They both come up. I promise you. You can come up here and you can pray. You can get things fixed up with the Lord. I promise you you can. Surely if you ain't if you've been cold and indifferent, surely, surely you want to feel God, don't you? Surely you want to feel His Spirit, don't you? Why would anybody that's been saved with God's grace and had the privilege of being able to feel His presence and His Spirit, why would you not want to feel the Spirit of God? Well, you can get that fixed up tonight, too. I want us to have another prayer. God's dealing with your heart saved or lost. I want you to come in here and pray. <coughs> get things fixed up with you. I promise you, we'll get things fixed up with the Lord. He's going to come in a great and mighty way. I believe that tonight. Let's all can. Let's stand. If you're able, please, please, let's gather in this altar and let's call on the Lord. Again tonight. Please, all that's able, if you can't, if you're able, and you walk up here, let's gather around and let's pray. Ask God to help us, to meet with us. Please.